In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. What does it mean to be a human being? Is it just that we look like something from the outside? What does it mean to be a human being in the, in the way that God created us to be? We, we think of ourselves and we look around us and we interact with humans all the time and we think that this is a, maybe a, a pointless question. But in today's psalm, says he made us and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture he made us he made us to be he made us to be in his image and his likeness and we begin to understand what it means to be human when we fell adam and eve and all of us when we fell and left the garden left the paradise we became inhuman we became dehumanized and we spoke about this last Sunday Saint Athanasius on the Incarnation spoke about what was it that dehumanized us what was it that took away the humanity took away what God had created us to be one was we began to forget God we lost the knowledge of God and number two was that we uh, were separated from God so the human being is the one who knows God and the one who is not separated from God, who is united with God. And this is what we do in church, is that we remember God. We remember God, we remember Jesus Christ. We remember His only begotten Son. We say, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus Himself is telling us, do this in remembrance of me. We remember God. We are Christians are a people who remember God. And we remember God in all that we do. A human is somebody who knows God, remembers God. And we come every week to remind ourselves of the gospel message. The gospel that we have, the Bible, is there to remind us of who God is and who we ought to be as well. And in understanding who God is and who we ought to be, we are studying the Word of God. And you see this young man, or this man that came and knelt before God, he said, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, You know the commandments. Do not steal, do not commit adultery. And he's, his, the, our Savior is pointing out particular commandments related to his interaction with human beings. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not... Uh, defraud, honor your father and your mother. All of those are in relationships with other people. The ones he doesn't mention are love the Lord your God with all your... Sorry, love the Lord, uh, the Lord your God. He is one. Uh, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make any other graven images. Thou shalt honor the Sabbath day. Thou shalt not take the Lord's name in vain. Of the Ten Commandments, those are only ten. There's a lot of commandments in the Old, Bible, in the, in the Old Testament, but those Ten Commandments... Christ focuses on the ones that are relational. And he says to him, one thing you lack, go sell all that you have and give to the poor. Is he giving him a new commandment? No. He's not giving him a commandment. And at the same time, he's not giving all of us this, this commandment. It's not that we have to go sell everything 
and give to the poor and follow him. But the commandments there, first and foremost, are there because the commandments preserve within us the image of God. If we follow all of the commandments, then we preserve within ourselves the image of God, the image of the one who created us. We reflect him. We reflect him. You know, it's, 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 it's not like he said, you shall not step on grass, right? Just gives a random, a random commandment. Every commandment that he gave had a point. Even, so for example, for example, um, he, he said, you shall not wear clothing that's mixed with mixed fabric. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Remember this commandment? It's one of those. What does that mean? What does that possibly mean? Mixed. We can understand this differently today. We can understand this in the sense of the clothing that I wear. Where did it come from? Who made it? Were there little kids that were working 15-hour shifts in a hot factory without water, without electricity, without light, making our clothing? That's what we call a, a sweatshop, right? It doesn't happen. It's all over, right? Maybe the commandment is to make us aware of where is the material that we're, coming, that we're taking? Where is it coming from? To be aware of other human beings, to be aware of other people in the world. I can't close my mind to what's going on in Sudan, what's going on in South East Asia, what's going on around the world. I can't just say it's somebody else's problem. I can't eat strawberries and, and not think that the people that are picking the strawberries are being uh, abused in what way or, or being mistreated. I can't, I can't live like that. God would not want us to live like that. So going back to that point about the idea that the commandments are there to preserve within us the image of Christ and that we can grow in this image. The Christian life is not stagnant. It's not static. It's not to remain as it is. It's supposed to grow and continue. And that's where we see the beautiful Catholic epistle where St. Peter is telling us in the first chapter of, of the second epistle. First he says to us, he says that the divine power of our Lord Jesus Christ has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to, by glory and virtue. So we have there the knowledge of God by which we have been given to, has been given to us great and exceedingly great and precious promises. And then he says here one line, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. The partakers of the divine nature. When it comes to nature, when we talk about nature, the difference between divine nature and human nature is like the difference between, and this is even not even a, a good image, but like the difference between rock and water. There's just, there's no combining the two. Rock and water are just two different, completely different substances. Human nature is completely a different substance from the divine nature. God is divine. And that's what 
most religions can't understand. How can even the divine take human form? It's just, it just doesn't make sense. And this is where Christianity uh, breaks in. And we say, no, it does make sense with Jesus Christ. God is divine. We are human. How can the two be mixed? How can the two be connected? How can we become partakers of the divine nature? Through the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ get, again brings that relationship back. Why do I say again? Because in the garden, in paradise, when we were created, we were created for us, we were in a relationship with Him. We were immortal and eternal because of our relationship with the Word of God. Remember the question I asked in the very beginning. What does it mean to be human? To be human means to be the one who knows God and is in a relationship with God. And not only to know God and be in a relationship with God, but He has given us to partake of His divine nature. First and foremost, by receiving the Holy Spirit. Secondly, by our partaking of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And now, as partakers of the divine nature of Christ, we are supposed to be in His image and likeness. We are supposed to become like Him. How are we as human beings going to become like God? It takes a lifetime. It takes a process. It takes growth. As our physical bodies decline over years and years and years, our spiritual lives, our souls are supposed to increase and become greater and greater and greater through our relationship with God. And as we decline, but our spiritual lives increase, St. Peter gives us a list of the stages. Add, first he says, add to your uh, um, faith <coughs> virtue. So the faith that we have as Christians. I can believe all things. I can trust in God. I can know the faith of the, of the Orthodox Church. But if there is no virtue in my life, it's meaningless. It's meaningless. You're not going to go to the kingdom of heaven and God's going to ask you, tell me everything about the Nicene Council. The faith is one thing. But the virtue, he's going to say, and St. Peter says this at the very end, if you do these things, you will be neither unfruitful nor barren in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Unfruitful and unbarren. The first two weeks, remember the sower went out to sow seeds. And our goal is to be there and to be there with our, the fruit of our labors, the fruit of our life in Christ. We say in the hymns, we say in the hymns, the martyrs will come with their crowns and the righteous will come with their virtues. Everyone will come at the end of, 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 the, of on the judgment day with what they were able to do. Add to your faith virtue. That means we have to practice and to virtue knowledge, knowledge increasing always in your knowledge of God. Can you fit the ocean in a bucket? Can I, can I fill something that's infinite into my finite mind? No. But God gives us the ability to grow and constantly grow. And our minds and our hearts are constantly growing in our knowledge of Him. So we cannot be negligent in this. Add to our knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness. And then godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, love or perfect love. 
as we grow in these virtues, we become like God. We become like God when we live the life of the Spirit. Look at, look at the Gospels where you have Jesus Christ going and spending all night in prayer. Isn't that a good indication of what we're supposed to do as well? It's tough. But it's a direction. It's a sign. It's something that we should push towards. I should pray more. I should spend more time with God. I should spend more time focusing on my spiritual life so that I can be truly human. Truly human individual. And I don't want you to, to uh, take this question casually, uh, but it's, it's important that we understand that we have to regain our humi humanity. And to regain our humanity in the right way. Not what society tells you what human is. But what we've been taught here, what Christ is telling us, follow the commandments. Do as I'm asking you to do. Take up your cross and follow me. Be careful of those of you who trust in riches, who trust in, in, in this world, in this life, who trust in what is going on in front of you. Be careful. Because otherwise you're not going to be looking to the kingdom of heaven. You're not going to be looking to uh, what is... Uh, to come. And today, if you give me 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe, after the liturgy, we're going to talk about why or, or what is how we die, how we die is a sign of our belief in the resurrection of Christ. How we die, of course how Christ died, but also now how we die is a sign is a, a proof of the resurrection of Christ. And we'll speak about that from the, from the writings of St. Athanasius today. The psalm, Psalm 99 or Psalm 100, Know that the Lord, He is God. He made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. He made us and so we have to work diligently in our lives to become what He has made us to be. You can't do that passively. You can't do it half asleep. You can't be lazy in your spiritual life. You must work diligently to read the scripture, to come to church, to listen to the readings, to partake of the body and blood of Christ, not to lose what you've received here, and to go out in the world practicing what it is. And when we fall short, we come back. Confession, repentance, confession, again, partaking of the body and blood, trying again. Doing this over and over in our life. And as we, as we go, we'll take maybe three steps forward, two steps back, another three steps forward. There's progress. And as we make progress, and as we grow in our spiritual life, we find that that life becomes sweeter. We find that that life becomes sweeter and that this life becomes tasteless. That life brings us joy. And just thinking about that life brings us peace and joy and calm. And then we come back to reality and we see that this life is nothing but uh, trials and tribulations. Even when things are good and something comes in, someone passes away too young or someone gets a divorce or someone is having a difficult time financially. And we realize, you know what, this is not life. This is not what God created us to be. And the people that focus on this life, they get depressed because they're not looking to Christ. And the one that is looking to Christ and looking to become like Christ and to be the person 
that Christ has created him or her to be, has renew, a, a renewed sense of meaning. Yes, there's trials and there's tribulations, but just as the three, the three holy youth in the fiery furnace, the furnace became a garden, became a paradise, because Christ was there. Daniel in the lion's den was saved because Christ was there. We in this life, we in this life are saved because Christ is with us. And we remember that. And we have to constantly remember that. So the human being is the one who remembers God, who knows God, who grows in his relationship with God. And the human being is the one who is in relationship and in union with God. And we unite ourselves with God through the sacraments, through our partaking of his body and blood, through reading his word, through prayer, through meditation. All of this through service, all of this works to unite us to the word of God so that we become more and more like, like God, true partakers of the divine nature. May God be glorified now and ever in the age of all ages. Amen.